Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 190, Relentless Forward Progress. This is episode number three of the Ultra Dads, uh, co-hosting with my friend, Brian Shane. You out there? Hola. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Mike? Good, thanks. That was a little rough on my intro, so, oh, well, it's been a tiring day. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll drink to that. I was going to say, it can't be as tiring as your day, though. Yeah, but it was a uh, action pack for September 9th. Yeah, it feels like uh, January 9th, but who's uh, that's another day of uh, snow plowing that I was not expecting to have to deal uh-huh. with yet. So, to 2020 keeps on giving. Yeah, well, I'll... Uh, well, I'll make sure I include that. Maybe that'll be the picture that I use as uh, as today's uh, podcast picture. Put the the one you sent me of the of the deck. Oh yeah, yeah. There's probably we probably have a solid ten to twelve inches um, out there right now. Uh, yeah, it was. It's no joke. Did you? Uh, we're kind of just bullshitting here, folks. So bear with us. Did you take the? The canopy down the uh, the thing. I took half of it. Yeah, I took half of it down because otherwise, uh, Mother Nature would have brought it down for me. Um, this the snow right now just weighs a ton. But by yesterday morning, we started off with rain um, pre sunrise, and it immediately turned into freezing rain. Which being back east isn't a big deal, but in Colorado, it was kind of unique. But everything had a good quarter inch of a layer of ice on it. So I had, I barely got my sunshade down, just uh, halfway down. So we have like a big frozen red curtain right now on our, on our deck right now, because I only was able to get half of it down before the snow came in. So since yesterday morning, it's been just a huge whirlwind of weather here. Yeah, it looked like in the picture <laughs> and in the video, it looked like it uh, drifted all up towards, you know, towards the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Out back, it looked like, I guess that was just the canopy being on the ground or being down. That was, yeah, that was, that was the backdrop for, for that picture. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... It was, they were calling for snow and this time of year, you just never know if you're just going to get a dustering or anything, but we went from Monday morning, um, in shorts and flip-flops outside to yesterday morning was freezing rain, starting to snow. And then I was plowing, uh, last night and at 5am this morning. So it, uh, about a good solid heavy foot of snow yeah you sent that to me you sent that to me yesterday and we were we were elena had practice last night and we were kind of robin and i are walking the dog around the field and i just my heart was going out to you i'm just saying i really hope he doesn't have to go from september to freaking june plowing because he's gonna lose his shit it was close (laughs) it was close i was just shaking my head for many hours behind the truck this morning and everything's just freezing up. And it was, I just wasn't mentally prepared for well, what I had I mean, to go come through. on, who could be? It's September 7th, September 8th, you're getting a foot of freaking snow when you were in shorts the day before. 
<laughs> it ain't right. It ain't right. Yeah, we had a gorgeous weekend camping and climbing, hot, sunny, and then we went in. Yeah, we got we got screwed out of fall and went right into winter here. And these poor aspen trees, uh... we just started having a few turn. So there was a few golden leaves and now they're all, I mean, literally bent over. They're they're all weighed down with all this ice and snow and they have green leaves. So it's it's a mess. That sucks. <laughs> the high country is a mess. And I think everybody in the high country right now is also yeah. a mess. So. Well, your misery worked out for us down here because this morning we woke up and we're taking the dog for a walk and I was able to get my run in. I went extra further today than typically just because it was 68 degrees this morning, which, you know, normally right now, oh, yeah, it's like 80, it was 20, it's almost 20 degrees cooler. So it's, we get that for today. And then I think tomorrow it's going to be similar and then, <clears throat> then it'll be back up into the one hundreds. But fortunately we're getting at least a little bit of a, a little bit interesting enough, a little bit of a, a, a cooler spell considering on what was it Saturday, Elena had her soccer game at five o'clock at night that had to be canceled just because it was 115 at five o'clock at night. So it's the weather just like you said, oh. 2020 is just, just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can make up its mind right now, but well, I'm glad you're getting a little bit of a relief and it sounds like you're, you're taking advantage of it. Trying so. to try to, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that. I'll, I'll, I'll be the sacrificial lamb boy. For, for a little, for a little break in that 115 degrees. Well, so it's the least we could do. Hopefully, up here. <laughs> hopefully it turns around for you to get, get it warmer, at least somewhat where the snow melts and you could get maybe not necessarily back in shorts, but at least get rid of the snow for several weeks before you get hit again. That would, that would be great. Yeah. We had a two hour delay today. Second day school. of school. So the second day of school. Yep. Yep. And I had to cancel cross country practice <laughs> yesterday. And today we had indoor practice, which that's just, that's just not right. So <laughs> it was, we were running the halls of South. Oh, boy. Um, we should, we, we should have had a cross country ski team. I think that would have been um, a little better for, for this kind of weather, but yeah, yeah. Going back to running, running hallways. I've I've felt a little empty without having a sauna suit and uh, painful feet with uh, wrestling shoes on. I think that was the last time I ran up and down the halls of South Camp, but... South Campus back in the day. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's pretty much what I did. I cut and paste one of those um, into my workout for the cross country team today. Well, J- so... JD, you'll be happy that you're using his South Campus hallway workout for the cross country team. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it's alive and well in, in the high country. Well, very good. Well, this, I mean, I, we, 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 I sent you the topics, which I thought, and I wrote these topics just so everybody knows we, we came up with this idea last week talking about outdoors and uh, nature and, and what that's done for us over the years. And Robin's coming in. So we might hear the dog go ape shit, but so the topic <laughs> of today was really kind of talking to out about outdoors even, and ironically, you get hit with a foot of freaking snow two days ago. So uh, it kind of works out. It's on topic. We got a picture to use for this. And, uh, you know, well, it'll be I, I think that, though, the content that you put out specifically for today may be different than it would have been if you didn't get hit, <laughs> hit with a foot of snow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was a little more passionate before uh, yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if anything's a little jaded here today, um, I apologize. Well, be- before, but no, it, it's all it's all part of the game. You know, it's this is uh, the being unpredictable with the outdoors. I mean, this is a great example. Yeah. Well, before we dig into it, do you have a tasty uh, malted beverage next to you? I do. We actually have a, uh, a a wide selection in our cooler after this weekend. So, but I pulled out um, which uh, a beer you guys got me hooked on this summer it was a Stone Tiki Escape IPA. Nice, nice. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So this is this is hitting the spot. A nice hazy IPA for a sunny porch or a uh, thirty degree evening. It's still all the same. I I'm joining you with a stone, and this is. This Beautiful. is a tall boy that came in that little package that I got. And I guess they did something with Metallica because it has a little emblem. It says, listen to Metallica. And the name is Enter Night Pilsner. So, oh, what's, what, what's that coming? Uh, oh, it's nice. Nice little 5.7 easy one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So a name like that, I didn't know if that was going to be a high octane no well we 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 took care of most of those higher octane ones during the weekend so perfect so so getting to topic regarding the the outdoors and we we kind of touched on this a little two weeks ago when we were talking about growing up and kind of how we we kind of went different paths and you were you know your family was more of the outdoor types type and my family was not i didn't really get into quote unquote, the outdoor. I mean, yeah, I, I ran and, and, and did cross country and did that kind of, and, you know, obviously growing up we're outdoors, but as far as really yeah. leveraging the mountains, doing the camping, doing that kind of stuff and trail running, I didn't really get into trail running until, you know, eight years ago. So what I wanted to talk about and expand on what we touched on last week is what, one growing up, what were the out? What did the outdoors mean to you? And even even more so now, what does it mean to you? Per, you know, individually to yourself, selfishly, but also to be able to be in a position to have enjoy some of the things that you did growing up with your kids. Yeah, I, I mean, the outdoors. We could I could have several shows on many different topics just under the outdoors. Um, but I think just going off of our our uh, podcast the other week of the upbringings, I mean, Mountain View Village, once again, that was, I mean, in the mountains itself. So that whole area, I think, was a great combination of of a, of a subdivision and providing the, the qualities of a neighborhood and kids all around. But then just on the edge of that neighborhood you had West mountain and I mean, you had, we had, we had trails and trails all over the place. So, um, but the, the, the outdoors in general is I think past, present, future is just a major pillar within my life and how I was brought up from the beginning. Really. Um, we were, we were a family that didn't go and go on vacation and book a hotel we would go on vacation and drag behind our pop-up camper with our minivan <laughs> and find, find a campground in that area. And, you know, that was, that was our lodging pretty much, but that just provided, um, 
provided a bunch for me and my brothers and, you know, as a whole family, I think it creates a dip, different atmosphere when you're <laughs> compared to a, a, a hotel versus a, a little pop-up camper where everybody's there and you're cooking your own meals there. So I just always, there was probably times as a teenager, I, I didn't think it was that cool, but looking back on it now, it was just a big part on how we traveled, we got to see the country and, you know, we just recreated and had a good time in that fashion. And I'm bringing that now into raising my own kids. You know, <laughs> we have a pop-up camper and not a minivan, but <laughs> um, same, same kind of principles that my parents brought to me and my brothers. And that I've really shaped my whole life around, um, really the just the outdoors being outside being in nature and i've gotten so much from it that you know i've r really met cindy with her having similar focuses and interests with outdoor activities and just wanting to be just outside being active as much as possible and yeah i mean our kids now i want them to see all the qualities and, you know, they, they may carry those on with them, you know, who knows, who knows what will happen. Brad, let me ask you but, this, you know, I mean, obviously I'm at an advantage with regards to your family because I had been around your family for so many years. And, and yeah, although, you know, as we've gotten older, we've, we've kind of dispersed, but you know, I, 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 I know what the relationship is with your family for the most part, as far as your, your brothers, um, how how big a role because you kind of touched on it because it it could backfire right you could you could be in a situation where you're you're in that tight space whether that's on uh, you know you're vacationing and whether that vacation's just for a long weekend up in the mountains or fishing or, or camping or it could be a two week uh, adventure across the country where you're confined to a a small space and you I mean you have no other choice but to connect. Right. And, and be close. Do you think that played a big role or a role in, in the relationships with not only your, your siblings with the, with, with the boys, but also with your parents? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, <laughs> there's nowhere to escape on, on some uh, trip like that. You know, we did two different times, uh, a three week trip cross country and making it all the way from Pennsylvania out to Wyoming, pretty much down through Colorado, Arizona, and back through the South. And, um, you know, we, there's uh, ugly with everybody. Um, you know, some of the closest times and memories with my brothers, um, when I was 16 and, you know, I'm driving the van, but, you know, we're all together and, you know, just, there's, there's no way to, to get away. And we just depended on each other really for the socializing, um, getting to see different parts of the country and everything. We're all bringing that all in together. Um, and it was, there was no, at that time, there's no devices right. or anything. There was, <laughs> so, you know, so it was, and we weren't allowed to have a TV set up or anything in the camper. So we were, you know, I, our parents a few times had us just journal, you know, try to write down, you know, a daily journal of different things we saw and everything. And it was kind of lame at the time, but I, I still partook and 
um, you know, we were able to reflect on just the experiences and that, I think that, um, you know, that, that brought us all together just in that whole, those kind of experiences where compared to like just running off to amusement park and, you know, just going nuts all over the place and packing up and going home, the, the camping and, you know, I always enjoyed the, the evening times with the Mm -hmm. campfire when, you know, everything, and I still, to this day, I mean, that's a highlight for me is just sitting down with everyone, especially if it's just your own family, you know, everybody cooks dinner, everybody cleans up, and then we're, we're all around a campfire just, and there's only one thing to do, but contrigate and converse and, you know, just talk with each other. So that was, that was a really, really big part. And now I try to, have my kids, you know, there's no screens around the campfire. Everybody's just, just there. And we get to talk and just have a good time. And just the simple, the simple life is there's a lot that goes a long way there. I think. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I didn't growing up, I didn't get much of that. uh, Maybe a couple parties later uh, in high school when we were around the campfire yeah. in the woods but that's part yeah, that's part right? of it too right so i uh, <laughs> you know i i <clears throat> i i obviously came into it later in my life and i think you were you were probably instrumental in that as well um because you know being around you got me you know, if I wanted to hang out with you, I had to, you know, I had to learn some shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I needed to get uncomfortable, Take I needed off. to get uncomfortable, you know, because yeah. unlike you growing up, you know, that's what my, my family did the opposite. We, you know, we used to go down to the shore, you know, down to Atlantic City or the Jersey Shore, all packed in my dad's caddy back in, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> To see, yep. you wouldn't be catching the Ubaldini family, you know, you know, pulling up with a, you know, pop up behind the caddy, you know, to, you know, the Grand Canyon, just, it, which, which would be awesome. Been, which, that, I got a picture in my mind, and that, is yeah, with awesome. my, my dad's uh, nineteen seventy attire with the, you talk about the, uh, the jorts and and uh, a nice uh, long collared shirt, but it would have been awesome. <laughs> But uh, we, you know, we didn't, isn't it? Right. So we didn't do that. We did the hotels. We, we, that's kind of the vacations we took. And don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for it uh, because we, we were very privileged. Um, But I started, not that I didn't appreciate that. It's been for me, especially when I was introduced, not necessarily introduced to it, but when I started really getting outdoors and it was really when we started training for that first death race you know 2010 2011 2012 that's when i really started getting way outside of my comfort zone you know going up to the at getting in the car for an hour and going to places that i i never had been to before and doing things that i really yeah i ran before but running on a trail by myself at five o'clock in the morning not knowing where to go or what to do really haven't investigated being on trails I got incredibly outside my comfort zone. And during that time period, I was also yeah. going through a transformation from depression and, and you know, other, uh, other bunch of bullshit that I, you know, I got myself into. 
So when I look at the outdoors, much of the time I spent outdoors too, man, was by myself. You know, it was me alone, really with my thoughts. And, you know, I had had John on the, on the podcast last week, and he always talks about ultra marathons. You're either running from something or running to something, you know, when you're ultra mar- and kind of, yeah. that's what I was doing back then is it's still to this day. It's I'm, I'm running. Well, I think back then it was running away from something and now it's really running towards something. Um, but from, from what I've gotten a lot, what I, what I've received from and what I've benefited from, being outdoors is one uh, uh, that healing feeling, you know, it really, when I get to go out and I'm spending time on the mountains, uh, whether it's by myself or with, with you or others, I have a real sense of healing and a real sense of freedom. Um, you know, like you said, the, the phones are gone unless we're taking pictures and doing stuff like that, but you're not plugged in. You're, you're, yeah. you know, you're looking up, you're, you're, you're able to just let go of any and all distractions that are around you. And for me, it gives me a sense of being completely free Um, as well as there's that cleansing type of uh, aspect to it too. So those are the, some of the things I've gotten from, from being outdoors. And I wanted to circle that question back to you for, you know, through the years, what are some of the values that you, you had mentioned one big one, you know, not, not in addition to, you know, the connectedness with, the family, but you know, you were able to meet Cindy because of this love for the out, this joint love for the outdoors. And you know, why don't you talk a little bit about that and and some of the other things that you were able to glean from from being being outdoorsy? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, just to speak on on your parts, there was just watching your transition from you know. 2010 to 2012 was, I mean, I, I loved every minute of that just to watch and get, get a Saturday morning pictures from the AT and just hear about you kind of pushing it further and further in. And, you know, for at the beginning, I was kind of holding my (laughs) breath of, you know, what you're taking on. Cause I, cause I did feel a little responsible. (laughs) I was like, Oh man, like if he gets out there, like way out there, I was like, we might have some issues, but, um, but no, you took it, you were conservative. You were on, took it all in stride and kind of definitely worked your way up. Um, and you know, did the proper education and, I, uh, I really have enjoyed from that time until today, just watching you grow into, you know, a a mountain man, (laughs) I guess it it would be. So that, uh, that's been really, and it's been motivating for me as well. I mean, it's, there's times where I'm not really feeling it and I'll hear, you know, about your run or what you did and, that gets me lacing up my shoes or just, just getting outside. So I, I, well, I appreciate you that. You, I appreciate that, Brian, you know, that feeling is mutual <laughs> because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at in not only with my quote unquote outdoor living, but in life without, you know, without you. And you know that we've had that conversation many times. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that goes, that that's both ways for sure. Cause it was, I look at that whole era, you know, 2012 as almost like a catalyst for, for both of us really. Um, even though I've been having the outdoors part of my life, you know, from, from the get go, really, I think things really turned, turned around. And I, I put that back into priority 
around that time when we were prepping for the race. Um, and which, which kind of was a full circle, just going back a little bit on my end. Um, because I was always active. I was always outside trying to get into the woods as much as possible. Um, and for me, it was really when I turned 16, I think looking back on it and I, I had my, I had my own Jeep and just was able to have that freedom that you mentioned. Um, for me, that's where things really intensified, I think, cause I took on to rock climbing and mountain biking and kind of advancing my activities more than just um, family camping at that point. And that's where like some sort of a obsession maybe have had occurred. <laughs> um, but that's, I was looking to just become better at outdoor activities. And then I also realized that if I tied these activities into preseason throughout high school, then that complemented my wrestling come mm. winter time. So I really kind of started thinking out of the box at that age around sophomore year even in high school to where we would I would go out with Dan Leventhal in the fall time and we would just try to just beat the crap out of ourselves on the climbing wall and just get super pumped um and then get on the trails and we kind of just come up with our own preseason for for wrestling and I, I was able to f use the outdoors as a tool for that um so that kind of really kept things interesting throughout high school. Um, and also not just as a tool for training, but for me, it was, if I was having issues in high school, like every high schooler does from time to time, I always sought out the trails and finding new waterfalls and, you know, just taking our black lab out and I could just go out there and, everything kind of seemed to fall in place for me. And I just come back off the trail, come back home with a, a fresh new look on, you know, whatever, whatever was bothering me at the time, but I still do yeah. that to this day, you know, and I, I, I think I would strongly recommend everybody, you know, if, if some, something's going on is just add nature and movement and those two combined together can, um, can do a lot of healing and a lot of cleansing for, I mean, some messed up situations. If you're able just to take some time and just get outside and move, that is such a benefit. Um, and I mean, there's more and more studies out there today to, to, to prove it even between the circulation, between the uh, vitamin D you're getting from the sun, you know, fresh air, all that stuff. It's just, it all makes sense looking back <laughs> on my upbringing and, and my growth throughout the years um, to, to see how these outdoors, it's, it's more than just playing a sport or just fooling around. Yeah, I'll, I'll expand on that so, tremendously because I, <clears throat> you know, I, I think I'm a direct case study of that because of, and, and <clears throat> you know, there's, there's so many times, uh, I mean, when I first started doing it in 2010, 2011, 2012, you know, I was in a really tough spot and every time, almost every time I, I would go out whether, wherever it was, but as long as I was outdoors and, and it, it could have been just a walk, I could have been walking the dog around the block and whatever, yep. whatever challenge I was faced with, whatever bullshit that I was dealing with, um, just getting out for, I mean, it could be just a 20, 30 minute walk. That's, it could be a 10 minute walk, uh, but just letting your, 
you know, watching the wind blow a tree, you know, watching your dog kind of do stupid stuff as you're walking around the block, watching the sunrise or sunset and uh, just breathing fresh air. It, it, it helped me, like you said, heal a little bit. And then even to this day, Brian, you know, if there's been times where you just have one of those days and, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to go out. And usually for me, it's a run in, up in the trails and just be a walk around the block just to take that day, that stress, the anxiety, the BS that we all deal with on a daily basis and just don't even bring your phone with you. Just let it go. Go out, walk around for 20 minutes or go for a run for 20, whatever it is that you do. It just, as you said, there's, there's scientific facts out there that have been proven that you're going to heal. You're going to heal. And if you can, you consistently do it, it just helps in that process of growth. It helps in that process of healing. And then you get that sense of freedom every time you do it to the point where hopefully, and it's still a practice for, for me, I think for everybody is that hopefully you get to the point where you're, you're consistently feeling free and it doesn't necessarily need to be outside on a hike to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I've heard uh, people talk about never regretting going outside. You know, it's, you know, it's hard to motivate, I think, to get outside. But like you said, it doesn't have to be some big, long run to to cleanse yourself. It could be just a walk around the neighborhood. But there's very rarely would do people get back and say, you know what? I shouldn't even right. gone on that walk. You know, I sh- shouldn't have done that run. Right. Unless you get injured, of course, or something happens. But it, it's very rare that you'll regret going outside, moving your body, getting fresh air. And for me, it's I'm sure you've heard of moving meditation, mm-hmm. just that term, you know, and, and some it, it, it could be debated. You know, some people say, no, nope, you can't can't move and meditate all at the same time. And you get you got to be sitting down in lotus position and everything. And I, I call BS on that um, because I, I find whenever I am moving there is some sort, especially if I'm alone, but even with others, there is times where you can just get inside yourself. And for someone like me, I rarely will sit down for a meditation round. But when I go out, almost every every time I'm moving outside, there comes a point to where I can get a good five to 10 minutes of just solid like inside time, as I call it. So you know, if, if that can happen, walking the dog, you know, just get out there and just, move. I mean, and sometimes I, I agree 100% with the movement, but and sometimes, man, <clears throat> I think I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago and you touched on a little component of it um, earlier in the show, uh, you know, sitting down for like sitting down and just watching a tree, watching a wind blow the leaves on the tree. And just sitting there or watching the clouds go by, you know, just look mm-hmm. or the, the snowfall <laughs> in your case, the snowfall, the <laughs> snowfall in early September uh, or, or yeah. like the flames on a, on a, on a fire, like a campfire, you know, how oh, yeah. hypnotic that yep. is and how, how, how you could med just being it, being a, in a, a state of meditation during those times. It's, I mean, it's just, 
you don't necessarily even have to move. I don't recommend not moving, but maybe you move and go for a walk and then you sit down and look up and just, you know, I, I remember back that, <clears throat> that time we were that first death race and Pete and I were doing those God awful log rolls in that field. And every, <laughs> you know, 10 minutes we would stop and look up. And although we were in a whole mess of pain and suck, every time I looked up, I saw those clouds go by it was like a sense of peace uh every time i looked up and i still do that today i could be sitting out back here and i'll just look at the palm palm trees although that might be a bad thing to tell you right now because you sit here and you have 10 inches of snow <laughs> but the palm <laughs> I'll, I'll look over at the bend over right, the right. Dying. The, you know the palm trees blowing in the wind and it's just really a soothing a soothing thing and it all just you can't get that I guess, I mean, you guess you can get it if you're sitting inside looking out a window, but it's just not the same. It's not the same cleansing feeling that I get being outside. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's just a matter of awareness, you know, like the, the flame and everything with our um, fireplace here. Um, you know, I can get that in the morning and even don't have to be alone and, you know, deep within myself. I could have a cup of coffee and, you know, the girls sitting on the couch next to me and just, everything's quiet everything's still and we're just looking mm -hmm. at a flame burning in the in the wood stove there and it it can create that same i think just awareness bringing like a a certain level of awareness to those kind of moments and whether you are aware that you need to seek out those moments at certain times or you just kind of fall into it um but just being present and having a a level of awareness to bring you even maybe a little deeper into that moment. I think that's, that's kind of key. Everybody's so distracted right now um, in the, this day and age to where if you just can remove those distractions and sit with, you know, loved ones or sit by yourself and, you know, be outside in, in a cool breeze, it it's, doesn't take a lot and it's not rocket science. <laughs> Just keeping it simple is sometimes the yeah. best route. Um, <clears throat> that's I, that's interesting you bring that up because you know there's sometimes I for for me this is something I've practiced and I've become aware aware of over over the years is you know just for, for from a meditation perspective you know there's so many times where I meditate in the morning. And you're constantly thinking, uh, I'm sitting here for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever the, the length of time is, is, and you're constantly going through that process of what do I got to get at to next when I'm done meditating? What do I got to get at to next when I'm done meditating yep. rather than kind of being quiet in that moment and, and taking that, that, that 20 minutes to just be with yourself and with your thoughts. And I think, you know, some, some of us get, um, get distracted by, well, outside for 20 minutes and go for a walk because I got A, B, C, D to do. Well, A, B, C, and D are still going to be there, right? But if you just take that 20 minute walk, how, what is that going to do for your, your mind, your soul? Um, is, is it going to refresh you? Because I guarantee if you're sitting with A, B, C, and D, you're not going to be refreshed. But if you go outside for that walk, just the amount of good it's going to do.
do for your body, mind, and soul, I think we get lost in that sometimes. And I think I think that's kind of what we're talking about with this whole outdoors is being able to get outside. What really is that doing for us, uh, you know, health-wise, spiritually, mentally, and so on and so forth? We we lose sight of that sometimes. I know I lose sight of that sometimes, definitely. Yeah, no, and you just rounded up uh, pretty much on how I function of, you know, sitting still versus going outside and move. Because, yeah, I will think about, you know, other things that I'm doing. But for some reason, if I'm just outside on the trails, I'm not worried about A, B, and C yep. until I get back because I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm moving. And that causes those distractions to go away. And then I could focus in on, you know, it's whether it's just breathing, simple as that, or just reflection. That's kind of where I find myself kind of going from time to time. And, you know, once I get back, then I yeah. clock back in. Um, so that, and that, that just, that does a world of difference for me. And you hear, you know, people, mostly runners will say, Oh, if I don't get my run in, I'm, I'm a miserable person to be around, you know? And it's like, well, I, I don't consider myself to that extreme, but I, do, I am a person that needs to be outside <laughs> and move. I mean, that's pretty much the main topic of this, this podcast, but if I am inside for too long, then I, st- that's when I will start getting antsy and agitated mm. a little quicker, but uh, it doesn't take much. Doesn't it? It's a pretty easy fix right there. Yeah. So that's, that's just the nature of the beast there, I guess, yeah. on my own end. Yeah, I can, I, I can relate to that. Cause I, I get to that point where if, if I don't, if I don't, well, I mean, let me, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop myself because I don't necessarily think all of it's true. Uh, what I was going to say is like, I could be that person where if I don't get my run in, I could be a pain in the ass to be around, but there's, there's, there's times where, you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't have it. I don't feel like it that day. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going back to last, the last podcast we did with the motivation versus laziness. I just, I just don't have it, whatever, however you want to describe it. And I might just go out yeah. and walk for a half an hour or an hour. And that, that's yeah, a beautiful and it's, thing. It's, no, you know what? No, I didn't run X amount of miles, but I got out. And the 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 feeling I have, you know, the the the, the what's the word? I guess the sense of freedom or peace or calmness that I have is still the same as it would be if I ran whatever it is I was supposed to run that day. Actually, in some instances, to be honest with you, those days that I do just go out for a walk, I I think I feel more cleansed than I would running because it's not, there wasn't something hanging over my shoulder. That's why I kind of love the taper weeks and the weeks after a race, you know, because there's nothing, there's nothing there for you. You're just going out and, and although it should be that way every time, it's just, it's, it's getting out versus getting out with a intention in mind. You know what I mean? The only intent you have is to get out. Yeah. Yep. It's just guilt-free, you know, it's a guilt-free outing. So, yeah, and they should all be like that. Yeah, unfortunately, and that's, that's the way of life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's transition. I wanted, I wanted to bring in, because it's kind of relative here. 
especially with the stuff that we've done. And I wanted to talk about one of the things that we've been able to leverage the outdoors for is, you know, giving back not only, and that's uh, a couple fold, right? Because we both volunteer, uh, whether that's doing trail work or whether that's, you know, volunteering for races, we've, we've used the outdoors for an opportunity to give back to, to, the community that community could be the trail running community, the ultra marathon community. It could be our local community. Um, but we've also leveraged it to give back, I think in, in, in some, some financial ways and some fundraising ways, you know, some of the things that we've both done over the course of the years, we've, we've been able to, (laughs) I guess, leverage the outdoors and our, our talents, our stupidity, our, however you want to classify it as uh, yeah. it's one, one big right, happy package. To, to not only, <laughs> I think yes, to raise money, but really more towards awareness for things that mean something special and are near and dear to our near and dear to us. And of course we don't have to go into the details. I think you, if anybody knows us and follows us, you guys know what we've done over the years, but um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that and, and, you know, what that has, you know, what, what's driven you as well as I will both talk about it, what's driven us to do it. And, you know, kind of um, some of the, uh, some of the things we've gotten from it uh, with, with some of the, and that could be whether it's the volunteering part and, and, or the giving, but for, for me, and I'll kind of kick it off. It's just, it's, it's just been, you know, you, you want to, you want to be able to go out and leverage talents, like I said, and whatever your uniqueness is, uh, you know, cause God has blessed us with, with certain tools and, and, um, like I said, talents. And I think, you know, yeah, how, however unique this may be, we've leveraged them. We leverage them to gain awareness and, and, uh, gain exposure for, I think people that are obviously much, much uh, in a much, much dire situation than we are. And that's something that has been very, very fulfilling to me. Um, it's been very, very, it's been something that's brought me, it's brought me joy, you know, maybe in some instances during those events, they, I wasn't very joyful. Uh, but you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. But you know, there's something about being able to, um, do something for the benefit and value of others uh, and to be able to give back and to be selfish. Although, you know, and I'm kind of going on here, the selfless thing is I, I get caught up on that a little bit, right? Because whether, whatever fundraiser you're doing, whatever um, um, uh, selfless act you're doing, whatever, uh, philanthropic thing that you might be doing, you know, it's typically you're usually doing it for a selfless reason. Right. But, and this is an argument or a discussion or a debate, right. Is it really selfless? Because if we're getting so much joy and fulfillment from it, then there is, that is selfish, you know, but, but we're doing it priority and intent is to give to others, but I guess I'm rambling, but going back to the, 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 the topic, you know, wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the drivers that you've had, obviously we've talked about, you know, recently, but some of the drivers, some of the things that, that 
enable you to leverage the outdoors to give back and, and to, to fulfill you? Yeah. Just with um, the selfish topic. And that is a lot of talk about, you know, running or whatever kind of sport that pulls you away from other people and you focus mainly on your performance, your conditioning, your strength. I, that is a selfish act, but how I see it is I'm becoming a better person and throughout the process. I mean, I'm a big believer in value in the process and not just the the end product or the finish line. I view the whole, the whole process of preparing for an event, let's say that's making me a stronger person physically, but it's also doing a lot on the outside as well. Um, I feel that I'm a, a better person because I know what my limits are. Um, what I'm capable of. And throughout this, especially with younger kids now, it can be time away from the family, but my kids are also seeing, and we've talked about this, the kids are seeing uh, a commitment that their parents are tied to and the work they're putting into it. And, you know, that can kind of set the stage for mm-hmm. your own family. So if if you're going about it in the right way, I guess, it can be very beneficial for you and then all those around you, not just within the family, but you know, if you're, if you're doing it right, you can motivate and inspire others that are watching you throughout that process. So it is selfish in one point of view, but if, like I said, if you do it right, you can use it as a tool to work on others too. So that's just kind of, in general, I think just training, um, for certain events, just in general, but, um, yeah, going back to, to, to the events we've done for getting more than just a belt buckle, let's say, uh, on your traditional events. Um, I, I, I kind of lost in, in just signing up for races and going out and doing it because that can, you know, cause issues and pull time away from family and everything. But what I've tried to do and watching you do it a few times, creating a fundraiser and creating awareness for a a cause while you prepare for some kind of crazy, stupid, (laughs) like event that we are drawn to. I think at this point of time, if, if you're able to create awareness and, and draw attention to yourself for doing something that is, is unique and not within the normal realms of, you know, what other people are doing, if you're going to do that, why not tag on a, a, a charity or a cause or create awareness for something else all at the same time? Cause you're going to do it. So why not, um, create and and generate funds for you know we've we've done a bunch of different things i think the the first major one i did with is when you came out for the um for the running around the the lake mm-hmm. or the palmer lake i think that was the first one that i created uh awareness and tried to raise funds for our kids uh kindergarten teacher her granddaughters are dealing with batten disease you know and 
you, you see people struggle and we put ourselves out and go to great lengths to struggle to train for these races. And then even throughout the races itself, we're still struggling. So other people don't have a choice, whether it's, it's batten disease, melanoma, cancer. Those are the two big topics I've, I've addressed and tried to raise funds for those people don't have a choice on whether they want to struggle or not. Um, they're, that's what life has dealt them. So if I'm going to go out and struggle, I want to try to benefit others with that. So that's kind of where it, it, it's come down to. And that's that. Uh, looking out from now and into the future, I see myself following that trend of going out to do certain events with a greater cause mm-hmm. behind it. Um and 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 that's that's really what's motivating me right now. Um, the climb for the cure was a great example of just going out, and I put more time into trying to put a, a fundraiser <laughs> together and make all that happen than I did in preparation for for this specific event. And, but that like that's still I, I still reflect on that, and it's. It's just a very, it was a very, very unique event um, personally, but what it did and, you know, just help trying to help others is I'm more, that's more motivating than anything else right now. <clears throat> yeah. So that was kind no, of, that was no, kind of a ramble. No, I, that was perfect, man. It was perfect. Cause I think we're, we're, we're trying to say the same thing and, you know, you put us two together. It t- sometimes doesn't come out very articulate but it, the point gets made anyway um <clears throat> but yeah i mean it's 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 interesting because um you, you look at look back at some of the things we've done uh, and whether you know i i'm i'm look i'm thinking back to uh like the first 100 i did at stagecoach <clears throat> right and it was great. And when I, <clears throat> it was great. It was wonderful. I mean, it was a cool experience, but when I crossed that finish line, it was like, okay, all right. You know, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't feel fulfilled, you know, as I've, and I've, I've talked about this and I've reflected on this, but <clears throat> you take, um, like the poolside 50 K that I did where we raised a couple thousand dollars for the first responders when this whole nonsense hit us, you know, it was, it was kind of like a stupid spur of the moment thing that, you know, I really didn't think much of it. I just went out and did it. But the fact that we were able to give that money to somebody, you know, when I did the first death race and we, we, we raised the money for uh, pediatric cancer, you know, it's, I mean, it's just that yeah. fulfilling to, to give, but then, you know, I've also, I also got a sense, I guess, of accomplishment or satisfaction. That's a better word. That's a better word A sense of satisfaction out of doing it. Not because, you know, we, we completed the task or completed the event. It was the fact that we were able to, whether it's create awareness, raise money, um, get people thinking about it 
uh, I think that was the more fulfilling part of it. The more satisfaction came out of that than actually uh, doing the, the event itself. Don't get me wrong. I think we both love doing the events, but when we have the ability to tie it to something that's bigger than us, right? That's, that's bigger than us. Yeah, um, exactly. I think, I think, you know, I think that speaks volumes And that. There's a couple things that I got coming up too, as you, you're, you're fully aware of one of them that I'm trying to package together something to do with next May. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's great potential right there. And that's how I see it anymore is, you know, getting a project or an event of some sort that now is like, okay, well, what could we tie that with? What could we tie that in with? You know, who could we help out or, you know, bring awareness to something else. But I think if it's not even just a certain cause or, you know, organization, you know, fundraising type style, what I find is we're also, there's, there's motivating others that are around us that are watching this all kind of unfold to me that looking back, I guess, on, on past events and, you know, just things done is, you know, yeah, skull is pretty cool, but there were so many people that watched us throughout that whole weekend in Pittsfield, Vermont, that afterwards thought, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go out for, you know, a run or yeah, maybe I'll start getting, you know, some kind of fitness back in my daily routine and everything that hearing stories like that totally outweighed uh, anything, whether, you know, we finished or not finishing was definitely cool. Um, but when you hear stories like that afterwards, it's all worthwhile. It was all worth the, the pain and the suffering and the travel and the expenses just to hear that somebody kind of started turning things around because they saw us do, you know, multiple days nonstop, no sleep. So they thought they could get out and, you know, start jogging around the neighborhood or start moving some weights around in the basement again. It's like, done like i'm good is there something about getting that message you know after we do something that says hey thanks you you helped me get out get out the door and go for my run today or or you know you helped me get more engaged with my my kid or my wife or my partner or whatever the case may be those are the things that really mean and maybe we're getting a little soft in our older age but um if listen, if if if, nah. if I think I could speak for you on this, you know, and hey, we'll we'll we will we will send this out to the audience here, you know, challenge us. Hey, if there's something you guys want us to bring awareness to or raise funds for, you have some ideas or thoughts, let us know. I'm sure I could speak for Brian, and we'll put ourselves through uh, some level yep, some I'm level down. of hell. I'm down. To, uh, to create some awareness or inspire somebody or, or help somebody out. So um, speaking of which I, I will send you, I'll send you this when we get off. Uh, Air of Vipe is having uh, a little virtual event down here in October for breast cancer awareness. So it's a, it's a bunch of races. It's a marathon, half marathon, 10 K five K and I think a mile and you could sign up for one or you could sign up for oh, cool. all. And a portion of, you know, the entry fee goes to, uh, to breast cancer awareness. So, um, I think I'm going to do that 
Yeah. Love it. So. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot that, shoot that my way. I like that vertical uh, challenge they did in, uh, in May. That would be cool to tie that with in with some kind of. Yeah. Charity. Yeah. We were talking about that up there with that guy that I, I met on the AT. He's finished, I think third doing like a, what was it? Like a hundred thousand feet of vertical. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Although you weren't, you weren't, you know, you weren't very far away and it was a week long and you did it on, you were doing it skinning. So. Yeah. Yeah. Skiing down. Yeah. I guess it could go. Yeah. Skiing I down guess is skiing down is a little bit easier on the quads <laughs> than, than running down. But, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'll shoot I'm that intrigued. over to you. So uh, <laughs> we're coming up on an hour. Anything you want to close us out on there, stud? No, I think this. I'm. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for the topics, and um, I don't know if we want to set the stage for our next get yeah. together. What are you thinking? Um, I ha- I haven't put a lot thought into uh, well, it. Um, not that you've been but busy with or something. Uh, COVID COVID themes. <laughs> I've had a lot of windshield time, so I guess uh, should, I'm, I'm slacking there. I should have should have been getting. Should we should we ready. start like it's <laughs> September? So should we start like converting into like the Christmas holiday themes? <laughs> Funny story. Last night, last night, here's the stage. It was dumping outside. I was just about ready to go out and plow. It was like eight thirty at night. The girls were in the shower singing Christmas well, songs. That was so our Elena. Elena said to <laughs> Elena said to us, we were, we were, we were. I think we were driving either to or from one of her soccer games, uh, and once in a while down here, I don't know what it is. You'll, the the uh, one of the stations will play Christmas music, like a Christmas song, and she goes, "I can't wait till I drive. When I start driving, I'm going to play Christmas music in the car at all times. I'm driving. It's my radio. Oh I get to play God. whatever I want. It's going to be Christmas." I'm like. <laughs> It's, it's, it's September. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cindy and the girls would probably jump right uh, in that vehicle. I'm good. I'm good after Thanksgiving <laughs> till January one. Yeah, I gotta. I think that's both of our rules. We have is just get through Thanksgiving and then let it rip. But can we just do Thanksgiving? Although I, I don't even know if it matters now. I mean, with everything going on and it going, what you were talking about the topic being something COVID related. Um. Well, just for next week, uh, maybe just uh, what I had written down here was uh, treating family like a team since um, a lot of team sports have been canceled. And a lot of families are out there right now without having that that option for their kids. Maybe if their if their sports got canceled in the fall, you know they're not able to depend on the the team aspects and being part of a team. Now we got to look at families more so as a team. So and that's kind of what we've been doing through the outdoors here um, this this whole summer really. So. Um, that was that okay. was a thought I had. All right, I jotted that down. That's interesting. I there's a couple things that we could spin off of that one. Um, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. But so you you are you done plowing for now? Uh, yeah. There's snow in the forecast still for tonight, but I'm uh, 
I have to drive down to Denver tomorrow and back before cross country practice. So things, uh, it's an interesting week, but we do have our first meet coming up in, on Saturday in Alamosa, which is kind of exciting. Cause that's a, a really, uh, popular hub for just the, yep. the sport of running in general is Alamosa. So we're looking forward to that coming up. Um, we have a 5 a.m. departure on the bus Saturday morning. So that, that should be fun with about eight or nine middle schoolers. It's a good little road <laughs> so, trip. Good uh, good times yeah, ahead. It's a good yeah. little road trip. That, yeah, uh, we drove through there coming up. <clears throat> uh, it's it's uh, yes, you did. what's the yep. college? Uh, I'm afraid you're going to ask me. But that. they've won a bunch of national um, Adams. Yeah, Adams State. Adams. And a bunch of, uh, Ad- bunch of cross country national yep. championships there. Yep. So I was I, I thought that was kind of cool for our opener meet to be going down to 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 one. Yeah, of the it might be a good here. not only like so, a good experience for we'll them see. in the race and going down there, but maybe seeing some of the history and some of the you know some of the nostalgia of the sport and kind of a mecca of the sport down there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. The history aspect, I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to it. So I got a, got a solid little crew coming, coming from the high country down to Talamosa. So we'll see what happens, but the, these guys have been putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort. So we'll see. Well, good we'll deal, man. Good luck go. on Saturday. I'll be thinking of you. I'll probably reach out to you just for good luck and, uh, Good show, man. Thanks as always for coming on and we'll, uh, we'll do this again in two weeks. Sounds good. Love it. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. If you, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. And any questions or kind of crazy events or ideas and charities, definitely drop us a line. Awesome. Let us know. Thanks brother. Have a good night. Give a, give our love to the family. All right. Yeah. All right, you brother. do the same, Take man. Care. Much love. Bye-bye.